0: You're listening to the Heart Nuzzle Podcast. I am your host, Evie McLeod, and today is gonna get real, my friend. This episode is for all my ladies out there. We are getting up close and personal on today's episode talking all about birth control. Yeah, we're going there. (laughs) As I'm sure a lot of you know, I just got married in August, a little over two months ago at the time of this recording, and I've made a few comments online about my choice to avoid hormonal birth control and instead utilize more natural methods of contraception. Well, I've gotten a lot of questions and enthusiasm around that topic, and since I know I am far from an expert in this area, I thought it'd be super fun to bring on an incredible expert. So today, we are chatting with my friend, Berion Berry. Now, if you're not familiar with Barry from our previous episode with her about cycle syncing, which was episode 181, Barry is a menstrual health educator, practitioner, and founder of Optimize Your Flow. She teaches modern women how to fix their problematic periods naturally. Focused on fusing biology with practicality, Barry helps people with periods create a new menstrual reality. Her work has been featured on top podcasts like The Balanced Black Girl, The Gold Digger Podcast, She Podcast, as well as in leading publications like Shape Magazine, Thrive Global, and The Every Girl. From hormone balancing to cycle syncing to mood enhancing and self-healing, Barry covers it all and is excited to help you have your best period yet. Now, that was a little dose of berry, but today is a fresh dose of a real with berry. We talk about hormonal birth control, AKA the pill, IUDs, and others, and what they're actually doing inside of your body. Basically the information that you've probably never gotten from a doctor before. We then talk about other options you have when it comes to either preventing pregnancy or trying to conceive. We go in depth, super personal, and I asked a lot of questions because I am still figuring this out too. It is such a fun, fresh, and uplifting conversation filled with insanely tangible takeaways, explanations, breakdowns, tools, and so much more. So if you are ready to understand and support your body, your hormones, and your fertility, keep on listening. Let's welcome Barry onto the show and get started with this girl chat. Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Barry, welcome
1: back to the show. Uh, this is your second time here. Hey, friend. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be back, especially with today's topic, because I feel yeah. like this is like the conversation people needed to have like way early on in life. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Amen. And it's been fun to like, you know, me stepping into this season more and paying more attention, like starting to have these conversations with friends and even mentioning like tiny little tidbits on my Instagram or whatever. People are like, whoa, wait, what? Or they're like, yes, you're doing that too. So I feel like this is like a conversation that a lot of people need or want to have or didn't know that they needed or wanted to have. mm -hmm. And it'll be fun. Okay, well, for those who may not have listened to our previous episode with you, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience, tell a little bit about yourself,
1: who you are, what you do. How do I want to introduce myself today? Um, okay, so basically, I'm your period-loving BFF, who happens to know all about menstrual cycles, fertility awareness, and any and everything to do with your hormones. Um My professional title is board certified integrative health practitioner, but nobody really cares about that. You just want to know how I can support you, right? So with that being said, you know, that's what I do for a living. But I like to think of myself as that, like, you know, that friend that you have who really just knows so much about health. Mm -hmm. I'm that friend when it comes to women's health and a little bit about my story, um, I got involved in the menstrual health space about three or four years ago because I felt like I had been lied to my whole life. Like I had, I think 12 years worth of periods and I thought I was supposed to be in pain, but I wasn't. Um, And ever since then, it just kind of snowballed. I love that. I feel like you have so much,
0: when you say you're like a friend who loves to chat about all things period and like women's health, you're not joking because it's literally what it's like talking to you.
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like health is so unapproachable. Like generally there's like this polarity, right? Either people are like very holistic and they ignore um, a lot of like modern things or people are just like very like, sciencey and you're like, are you speaking English? So I try to, I try to create the synergy between like the holistic practice, but like the actual science as well to give us like a good, a good blend. And so I'm glad to know I sound like a friend because that's what we wanted. <laughs> and that's the best.
0: Okay. Well, Barry, if you're ready, do you want to just dive straight on into today's topic, which is birth control essentially in all of its many facets
1: I love this conversation. I'm so excited. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so before we delve into it, I want to say one thing. I'm here to inform you and not to offend you. I'm a very direct person, okay, everyone? So just know I'm saying this with love, but also like truth at the end of the day is what we all need. So whatever decision you make is up to you, but like we're going to provide some education and context for you as well. Now we can do it. Yeah.
0: Disclaimer. (laughs) I love the disclaimer. Okay, well, let's start off with with what most women are familiar with when we say birth control which is hormonal birth control like the pill or you know whatever else. So do you want to talk to us about what the options are out there, the biggest mm-hmm. differences between those, your thoughts on hormonal birth control. I guess just like dive in.
1: You are just open up a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I was like, all right, let's talk about it
1: all. (laughs) Yeah. So I think the first thing is understanding what hormonal birth control is. And hormonal birth control is a synthetic form of contraception at the end of the day. From the pill, which there are two different types of pills. There is a patch, a ring, a shot, an IUD. And the list honestly goes on and on. But I think that when we think of birth control, most people are familiar with the pill or the IUD. And I want to take some time to kind of explain how those work in the body, and then we can delve into what I I like to recommend regardless of what decision you make. So the way in which the pill works is it essentially prevents the communication between your brain and your ovaries and it inhibits that communication. And in doing so, it stops you from actually having a period, which is why most women experience something called a withdrawal bleed or a breakthrough bleed. What you need to know and understand is that's not a real bleed. It's your body just kind of doing its job and getting toxins out of its system. So that's one way. Then we have the way that it works with an IUD or with a patch or a ring. I'm trying to think about what else I'm missing or the shot, right? So the way that this works is it will do one of two things. Generally, it will thicken the cervical fluid so that if sperm enters into the um, uterus, it can't swim to try to fertilize an egg. Or it will thin out the uterine lining or your endometrium lining and prevent an egg that may be fertilized from actually being able to live and be supported um, because the uterine lining is too weak. So that's actually how it works. Um, One facet is preventing communication between your brain and ovaries. The other facet is thickening cervical fluid and then thinning out lining. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is a lot of
0: information, but it's so (laughs) nerdy and I'm loving all of it. Um, Barry, do you want to talk to us a little bit about like what, so the, scientifically, that's what's going on in our bodies. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I know there's a lot that that also, the ramifications and what that means as far as our hormones. Do you want to talk to us about how hormonal birth control in any of those facets affects our body? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another I'm, can of worms. <laughs> I'm really trying to be like politically correct right now and not assert too much of my own opinion. Um I'm sure we'll get to my opinion later, but here's essentially what's going on is synthetic hormones are tampering with the natural rhythms of your body. So with, let's say the pill, for instance, there is something called a mini pill. um, And then there's your combination pill. First and foremost, most people don't know that the combination pill, which contains a synthetic form of estrogen, as well as a synthetic form of progesterone, It's actually a known carcinogen, according to the World Health Organization. Yikes. Most people don't know this. Most people are simply prescribed this to help regulate their period or manage the pain. And like newsflash, that's a Band-Aid, not Mm -hmm. an actual solution, right? Mm -hmm. And most people are not told that these things are actually, well, the combination pill specifically, is actually a carcinogen. So... First, we're blindly trusting, which I'm not the biggest fan of blind trust when it comes to health and wellness. Um, That's just kind of how I am. I'm a critical thinker and I like to encourage people to make whatever decision works best for them. But furthermore, I don't want to recommend or tell people to put things in their body that's not actually going to solve the root cause of the problem. Mm -hmm. So when you're taking hormonal birth control, such as the pill, one, you're exacerbating the issue if you're taking the combination pill or the mini pill. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Synthetic stuff that could never do what your body is designed to do. Like, I'm a firm believer that I was fearfully and wonderfully made at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that pertains to hormonal birth control. So, just kind of know that the way this works in the body is it's stopping your body from doing what it naturally needs to do. And in doing so, that can cause a lot of negative side effects, such as decreasing your libido, such as um, maybe mood swings, such as weight gain. I mean, I don't know if I, I was on hormonal birth control when I was in university and I remember getting the pack and I was like, what in the world is this little pamphlet? It is the longest pamphlet I had ever seen. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm not supposed to read. It's like nine point font oh it my gosh. Like pages and pages. And I was like, um, yeah, not reading that. If I knew then what I know now, that would have never been in my body, but mm-hmm. I was in a lot of pain. This was somebody I trusted the doctor and they were like, yeah, do this. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, yeah, ye oh, no. been- <laughs> It was like, it was so bad. So, you know, those are some of the side effects. I think it really boils down to what I'm noticing is it also impacts your fertility. Yeah. And I try to talk about fertility very delicately because I understand that everyone's on a different journey as it relates to that. But Hormonal birth control actually plays a big role in that. People just don't know. So, I know I went a long ways with that answer. I, love but I hope it. I hope there was value in there.
0: I think there was, and I think you know, from having even myself having so many conversations with other friends, with you know, family members, what whatnot, where we're discussing these, you know, hormonal birth control and non-hormonal birth control options, just are our options out there for us. I've noticed so many women don't know, one, what the hormonal birth control is actually doing, you know, Mm -hmm. because we're told it regulates your period, quote unquote. And so to us, we're like, great, you know, this is like a tool for modern medicine that's helping our bodies. But what we don't realize a lot of women is Actually, there's a lot more under the surface that you're not aware of, that you're not being told that, you know, have ramifications and side effects. And then the other thing that I've noticed is a lot of women don't know there are other options. Like, mm-hmm. whether whether it's actually for, you know, contraception, like birth control, or it's given as a treatment for another symptom, like acne or, you know, p- painful periods or whatever. Like, they don't know. They're just prescribed and told, this is your option. And they go, great, let me take it. So I like love that you were so delicate about all of that. I don't know that I would have been so delicate. I would have been like, it
1: it messes (laughs) with your body. Don't do it. Um. (laughs) I mean, you know, just to add to what you were saying, I read a statistic that said 63% of people on hormonal birth control are on it for nothing to do with controlling birth. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Hold the brakes. Yeah. What? Yeah. So you mean to tell me people like are being prescribed hormonal birth control to help with hormonal acne instead of like someone helping them heal their gut? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. No, that's not yeah. how that works. Like, yeah. you know, it's it sold as this magic solution, this magic pill. And mm-hmm. yes, I will say I had, I've been on it and it did help manage the pain, but also it turned me into like the moodiest person. Now, listen, I already got a little bit of sass. Okay. Like I'm already a little much. Imagine that times 10. And I was just like, who are you? I didn't, I felt out of control of my body because of how my body was responding to something that was a synthetic stimulus that I just didn't know about because I wasn't educated about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I want. I hope when people walk away from today's episode, they feel a little bit more educated. Um, I promise I'm going to say some things i will make you feel a little bit better, give you some tips. Um, but I think we have to have that uncomfortable conversation first before we get to those like positive alternatives and solutions. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I love that. All right. Well, speaking of positive alternatives and solutions, <laughs> would you like to pivot more that direction and talk about the other options and how to, you know, explore those, understand those, dive
1: into those? Absolutely. Okay. So first and foremost, there's a lot of other options from like diaphragms and all of these things, but can I be honest with you? The one that I think people really need to know about the most is called the fertility awareness method. Um, It is absolutely glorious. You can use it as natural contraception, but you can also utilize it for family planning or what people call as natural family planning. Mm -hmm. Now, I could go through an endless list of, like, diaphragms, female condoms, all of that stuff. But, like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) well, you know... Those things are interesting because I have a lot of questions about how they like get in and out of the body. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why I stick with the fertility awareness method, which is essentially knowing your cycle in your body so well that you can look at your biomarkers. You can look at your cervical placement or feel your cervix placement. You can look at your cervical fluid. You can track your basal body temperature and know where you're at in your cycle. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to jam on. Uh, Fertility awareness method. Sorry, if you want us to know about like female condoms and diaphragms, <laughs> like go on Google, um, help yes. yourself there. Go to Google <laughs> University. I'm gonna stick with what I know, and that's the fertility awareness
0: method. Yes. Okay. Well, you've talked about a couple of things. You know, checking your cervix placement, cervical mucus or fluid. Um, you know, basal body temperature. Do you want to kind of uh, imagine the listener right now is clueless when it comes to fertility awareness method? Mm-hmm. Let's let's say I am clueless when it comes to this. What would you tell me? In first steps, first things I should know, first things I should begin to track or be aware of, or, you know, I guess just understand.
1: So the first thing you need to know is that there's more than one type of fertility awareness method to practice. There's like six of them. I will tell you the one that I think is the most realistic, but I have to make sure I say that. Um, From there, knowing your menstrual cycle in the four phases. So we covered this in the first episode, uh, but just to recap, essentially we want to utilize your menstrual cycle as a blueprint. So there's four phases, obviously menstruation, follicular, ovulation, and then your luteal phase. Once you've kind of gotten a general mastery of those four phases, you're then able to recognize the fertile time throughout your cycle. But it's really important that you start with knowing and truly mastering those four phases. From there, that's when we can build and start getting into how to actively practice, whether it's the standard days method. Um, And this is, not my favorite. Uh, it's kind of the one where like people confuse it with the rhythm method, but this is essentially where you are mm-hmm. guesstimating when you would be ovulating as opposed to reading your cervical mucus at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, so with that being said, I'll kind of segue into what I recommend, which is something called the symptothermal method. And essentially what you do with a specific method is you Learn three biomarkers and you track them. So hmm, this is going to get really I descriptive. I love it. This is going to get so <laughs> descriptive. And I'm like, mm, okay, how do, I visual, how do I describe this? <laughs> I, I'm going to have to send some links your way so you can like share it on the story so they can actually see what this looks like or in like the show notes so they can Perfect. see it. Perfect. Yes, we'll put links in the show notes. <laughs> okay, so the cervical mucus essentially... How this is going to look and feel changes throughout your cycle. So, I want you to imagine you first wake up in the morning and you're going to tingle, and then you notice like your panties feel a little bit wet. That is your cervical mucus, okay? And cervical mucus, generally, if you are fertile, will look like raw egg whites. So, if you're ovulating, it's gonna look like raw, runny egg whites and be very, very similar in consistency. If you are not ovulating, it will not look like that. It will generally either be kind of resembling, oh I hate saying this, it'll resemble <laughs> lotion. I'm like, you know, because it's like it's kind of like graphic, you know? And I'm just yeah. like, I'm imagining someone like enjoying their like morning muffin <laughs> or something. And I'm like over here, like, They're oh yeah. Like-
0: you know, sipping, sipping on some like coffee or something. And you're just like, it's like lotion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's just like in my brain, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm doing this to you right now. No, Um, we're all
0: girls here. This is, this is a safe (laughs) place. We all want to learn. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Okay. So this is, we're going to go through four very specific things, but remember ovulation is when it looks like raw runny egg whites. It's going to be clear and slippery and stretchy. Okay. Okay. When you're getting really close to your ovulation, it will look wet and watery. When ovulation may be on its way, it'll just look creamy and like lotiony. When ovulation is done and over, generally, you'll notice that it's dry, tacky, or pasty. I don't know how else to describe these things.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that gives such a good perspective to you because you're not just saying like, oh, cervic, like mucus or whatever. Like you're giving such tangible visualizations that we can start paying attention to and recognizing like even within the ovulation window, here are the four types that we can look out for.
1: Yeah. So here's what I'll do. I will go back. We'll go through each phase of the cycle and I'll tell you what your cervical mucus should look like. Cause I feel like that'll make more sense. Can you tell that I'm like, Oh, how do I do this without being (laughs) like gross? Like, cause I know people are like, what is this girl saying right now? So when you're menstruating, obviously when you're on your period, you're bleeding. That's it plain and simple <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very it's, it's a specific color like it's red not clear yes. so when you're in your follicular phase so when you're approaching ovulation generally it's going to look creamy and lotion like the closer you get to ovulating the more wet and watery the cervical mucus becomes when you're ovulating it's clear slippery and stretchy Once you're done ovulating, it's going to basically become dry, tacky, and pasty. It is literally that simple. But that is the first biomarker I tell everyone to check when it comes to practicing the symptothermal method. I love it. That one is like the most important in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Then another one you want to check is your cervix placement. Now, this is when we get up close and personal with our bodies, okay? This is like when you're going to take your index finger. And I'm not going to say you have to do it every day. I recommend at least once a week, but you take your index finger and you insert it into the vaginal canal to feel for your cervix. Now, a lot of y'all are probably like, I have never felt for my cervix. What are you saying? <laughs> so for those of you who have never felt for your cervix, don't worry. Like I remember when I had never known what that felt like either. Essentially what you're feeling for is something that either feels like the tip of your nose or it feels like your cupid's bow so like the top of your lip so when you insert your finger into the vaginal canal if it feels like the tip of your nose you are not ovulating but if it feels like your cupid's bow you are ovulating i know you're like still confused don't worry i want you to look at your index finger and i want to share with you something called the knuckle method okay so as you're checking your cervix placement if it goes to that first line on your index finger that means that your cervix is low but throughout your cycle the closer you get to ovulation the deeper your finger will actually be able to go and so it'll go to that third line closest to your palm now we say we want if you're ovulating you're going to be soft high open and wet that is how you check your cervix placement again check the show notes for a visual (laughs) I know you guys are like, I'm trying to follow, but it's it's a visual thing, Mm -hmm. okay? And so that is how you know. The closer you are to ovulation, the further in the index finger can actually go and it will feel, your cervix will feel like your cupid's bow. The further away you are, the lower, if you will, or I guess the higher, no, it's the lower, sorry, the lower your finger would actually be able to be. Like it can't Mm -hmm. go past the first knuckle. And if it does, generally you'll notice some pain. Um, So just keep that in mind. The last thing you track is your basal body temperature. Now, believe it or not, you take your BBT before you really even get out of bed at least i that's what I teach my girls and that's what I recommend. And that's because we want it to be at an arresting state, basal body temperature. And literally, you only track that to confirm you have ovulated. A lot of people think that tracking that tells you you ovulated. No, tracking it confirms you've ovulated because post-ovulation, your body temperature will increase about one to two degrees. And so that's how you will know if you have actually ovulated or not. So... Really, Barry, I just want to shortcut this. I'm going to do all three. At least track your basal body temperature and read your cervical mucus and go be great.
0: Okay. Okay. I have a question because I yeah. have not started tracking my BBT yet and I've mm-hmm. been stressing about that because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, that's what everyone talks about is like BBT and tracking it and all this stuff. But I have been paying attention to my cervical mucus and everything. My question with the BBT, you just said it confirms that you have ovulated. So like past tense. Mm -hmm. In my understanding, I could be so wrong here. Please tell me I'm wrong or whatever. I thought it was to tell you when you are about to and or
1: are ovulating. Is that wrong? Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I love knowing
1: new things. Teach me. Tell me. (laughs) Here's the thing. I think one, it depends on who you're talking to and because a lot of people interpret information differently. But from all of the different apps that I have known, okay, from natural cycles to daisies to thermometer, they literally, if you look at the chart, after ovulation, the temperature of the body increases. Okay. Post-ovulation. So that's why I say it confirms that you have ovulated.
0: Okay, so my question, maybe this is a dumb question. How does tracking your BBT help you avoid conceiving if that's your goal in that month, if it tells you after you've ovulated? Oh my
1: gosh. Is that a really dumb question? No, no, no. I'm laughing because I'm like, and this is exactly why we only use it to confirm I've ovulated. Okay. Notice that when I was walking you through it, I, I noticed that I only talked about the cervical mucus and got really micro with that. And then I talked about the cervix placement because those two biomarkers are the ones that I say are like your bread and butter. Your BBT, like if you notice a slight increase, like maybe like 0.5 degree, thanks for that, but that's not really doing anything. Mm -hmm. So like how, how can I really be sure? And given the state of society today, I think everybody's temperature is a little bit different, which is why I say it only confirms it. It's not really actively helping you prevent conception.
0: Oh, that makes so much sense. That makes me feel better too about not doing it yet. I'm like, okay, well, I'm tracking the other two.
1: So, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the other two are like literally your body. Mm -hmm. And I, I always say that like your body has the wisdom. The wisdom is always within quite literally, especially with this. Mm-hmm. It's coming from the cervix placement. And it's coming from the cervical mucus. The actual BBT is helpful if you want to be lazy. Sorry guys, but somebody many can <laughs> say it. If you want to be lazy and that's okay too. Like some people are like, I just want to do what's simple. Like mm-hmm. I'm re- I've read my cervical mucus and I'm tracking my BBT. Okay, fine. You know, like, I'm I'm not mad at you. Go ahead, do your thing. <laughs> but like, also know that that is kind of shortcutting it. And if you're okay with that, then do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people also like to use LH strips. So this is your luteinizing hormone uh, strip. And essentially this like little thing, you can purchase them on Amazon, but it will tell you when your LH levels are the highest. And the luteinizing hormone is really the one that Helps the egg come from the ovary and make ovulation happen. So, when that happens, your LH levels will actually be higher, but like that's just an extra thing to one pay for and to track, in my opinion. So, I just say learn how to read your cervical mucus and learn how to understand your cervix placement. And then, if you're wanting to be extra thorough, then make sure you're tracking your temperature. And with your temperature, the cool thing is you can kind of see a trend and a pattern to help you predict for the next cycle.
0: Okay. If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love, The Heart Shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations.
2: If you've been at your wits end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression, ooh, we got you. We created the heart shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and we'll see you there. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? Our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primarily Pure.
0: If you've been searching for a natural non-toxic skincare company, you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primarily Pure.
2: Evie and I have been using Primally Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that... I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful. Yes,
0: yeah, some of our favorite products that we've used from Primarily Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible.
2: For ten percent off your order, you can use code Heart and Hustle. That's all caps, no spaces at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're gonna love Primely Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code Heart and Hustle for ten percent off your order today.
0: Oh my gosh, this is so fun. So <laughs> I, I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit before, after the last recording when we were just chatting. But I've only like I've been paying attention to like cycle syncing, which is what we talked about last time for like about a year. So. Paying attention to what phase I'm at in my cycle for, I mean, since I started my period at like what, 13 or whatever. Um, But I've been really paying close attention to like the phases of my cycle and trying to like sync my lifestyle and my work to that and all of that. But I've only been paying attention to like, okay. I'm using fertility awareness method to, you know, I'm not going on hormonal birth control. I really need to pay attention to this stuff, like my cervical mucus. And, you know, you talked a little bit about the cervix placement on our last episode, and I've been like messing around with that since then. But it's like, okay, this is new in like a few months. And there's a lot that -hmm. you hear from people. Like for me, I've heard so much about the basal body temperature. Like I feel like that's one of the number one things I've been hearing about Is Mm -hmm. like, okay, keep track of your temperature. So hearing you be like, well, I mean, sure, that's helpful. It's another piece. But the most important is the mucus and the placement, um, which is intriguing to me. So for the girl who maybe is like me listening to this, who's just exploring this or hearing this for the first time and is feeling like, okay, this sounds like A, (laughs) a lot of work, or B, like what if I mess up? I really like Mm -hmm. don't want to have a kid right now or whatever. What would you say to the person who's maybe feeling like, this sounds stressful or like a lot of like relies on me. What if I miscalculate? What if I read the mucus wrong? What if, you know, whatever. What would you say to that person? Do you have any other like thoughts for the girl who's feeling like overwhelmed or terrified right now?
1: (laughs) I think the first and foremost thing I have to recommend, there's two things that I have to recommend. One, find one sound voice that you trust. Like, when it comes to talking about fertility and cycle syncing there are so many people out there doing it right now and it's overwhelming like mm-hmm. i literally open my instagram and i see people like tagging me and there's all these new period coaches and fam educators and i'm like where did you guys come from you have to find one person you really resonate with and like rock with them mm-hmm. and then also fact check them through the American College of Obstetrician and Gynecologists. There is a website called acog.org and they have the most incredible information about fertility awareness. Their FAQ section about fertility awareness is bread and butter. Like it really, really is. Even when I'm like, I've been doing this for years now. And even when I'm like talking and I hear somebody say something completely different than what I've taught like or even learned in my certifications, I go to this website and I'm like, yeah, no Barry, you you were right. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're actually doing it right. Like don't worry. But like I think it's important that you fact check the experts. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people who I admire in this space and I listen to them and I read their books and then I'm like, oh
0: do I agree with that? Is that right? <laughs> that actually,
1: I mean, honestly, if I'm being fully transparent the past year and a half, like the only books I have read have been about things not related to this because of this very reason where I'm like, that's not right. Like, mm-hmm. no. So I think that like, that's the first thing you have to do is like find a person you like resonate with, listen to them, but be okay fact-checking them. Like if you are not fact-checking in the, every single day life, we need to talk about that too. Um, mm-hmm fact check, people. I'm saying that very respectfully, guys. (laughs) I just think it's important. Um, But beyond that, I think that taking one step at a time. So first, master your menstrual cycle and understand the phases. Then from there, add in this layer of fertility awareness. But you have to start with cycle syncing first and foremost, like understand those four phases. Once you've mastered those four phases, then get familiar with your body. Be okay with your own body language. Like Jesse McCartney told us back in the day, body language, come on. Like we all know, okay? (laughs) So be okay learning your cervical mucus. Be okay checking your cervix placement. And feel free to ask questions, especially when you go in for your yearly exam, right? If you're going in for your exam, which I highly recommend, Ask questions because your OBGYN should be able to support you. And I mean, from there, like, I always hate being like, oh, I'm a great resource because yeah, then you I'm are. like, but it's like I can't get through my DMs half the time. Yeah. And I feel bad because there's only so much support I can provide. But like, honestly, find somebody who speaks your language and go with what they're saying. Like, for me, I try to make it as simple and uncomplicated as possible. Check your panties, check your cervical mucus, and check your cervix placement. Okay, I don't want to check my cervix placement. Then make sure you're tracking your BBT. Because even the American College of Obstetrician and Gynecologists say basal body temperature by itself is not a good way to prevent or promote pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So why so many people are saying it is, I don't know. (laughs) Because... The doctors, because the scientists, the scientists, the scientists said, "Like, no, this isn't really the best thing to do." Um, and then also remember that your body is the one with the answers. I think a lot of times people trust the apps. Y'all mm-hmm. don't do that. Like, they're good. <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I, I see that with a lot of love because I use an app. I use Femometer. I've used Daisy. I have not used Natural Cycles, but that's because I just don't know how I feel about it yet. Mm -hmm. But I use Femometer because it's a fairly low price point compared to the Daisy. Um, And with that being said, okay, case in point, this app that I use told me my period would start four days from now. Guess who's on day two of their period as we're (laughs) recording this? Me, Barry. Me? So that's why I'm saying, like, the apps are a good tool, mm-hmm. but know that your body is the end all be all. Your body makes the decisions, your body makes the calls, not these apps. So don't try to shortcut it with the app because you're going to get your phone was hurt. And then you'll be like, Barry, I'm mad at you. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> I told you to check your panties. Like, I told you. I but gave I, you the answer. <laughs> like, I told you what to do. So I don't want- but also, like, give yourself grace as you're learning this too. Yeah. So let's say for instance, you are, you're a newlywed and you're like, I'm practicing (laughs) fertility awareness and I'm not trying to conceive yet. Okay. Then maybe the responsible thing to do, right. Is like when you notice that you're feeling a little frisky, oh, Hey, maybe we should take some extra precautions and use a condom. Like that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. It's actually really great for the pH of the vaginal canal. It's actually really good for you. So do that until you feel as if you have truly mastered what's going on. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love Long the permission that answer.
0: you give. No, it's it's amazing. I love the permission that you give to, you know, dive into understanding our bodies. Because I think for women in like this this area, like female health, like reproductive health, whatever you want to call it, we have been left in the dark for so long because it's taboo to talk about Mm -hmm. or, you know, all we've ever experienced is going to a, you know, an OBGYN or a dermatologist or whatever, who's like, let's just put you on the pill. And that to us is the only answer we've ever been given to questions or problems or concerns. So I love just diving into this. I feel like there's so much we could talk about, but we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, wanting to not conceive, but mm-hmm. how does the fer- fertility awareness, I always want to call it family awareness, always want to call it family awareness method. <laughs> I don't know why it's just been stuck in my head forever. That's that, uh, fertility awareness method, like where does that come in when you are trying to get pregnant? Cause you didn't, like you mentioned, it helps with not trying to conceive and with trying to conceive. So do you want to talk to us a little bit
1: about that? <sighs> Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So let's talk preconception because like, if I'm being honest with you, the amount of people who have like messaged me and been like, I can't conceive. And I'm like, are you reading your cervical mucus? And then they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, okay, start doing this. And then have been like, I got pregnant. And I'm like, you're, no welcome. You're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. I know. After that, so we're clear once you have conceived, I'm no help, like zero zilch. So don't DM me if you are somebody who is currently pregnant. I don't know how to help. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to lie about that. But here's what I'll say. So I think one of the main things is really reading your cervical mucus. But number two, timing it the right way so a lot of people think that they should do the baby dance that's right when we're trying to get pregnant I I didn't know it was called a baby dance for a long time but that's what I'm learning now that's what all the cool kids tell me I'm like Uh, what's the baby dance (laughs) yeah it's when you're trying to conceive but like apparently people call it the baby dance oh I I didn't know that was a thing I'm not married. I'm not trying to have kids no time so. So like, I'm not doing that dance. You feel me? Like, I'm not doing that. But what I can say is what I've noticed is people try to conceive on the day they're ovulating. No, you're doing it wrong. What you want to do is time it two to three days prior to ovulation because sperm can live in the uterus for up to five days and in the fallopian tube for up to seven days. So to wait to the day you're actually ovulating isn't going to benefit you, especially because you only ovulate for 24 hours. So the best thing to do is go back to reading your cervical mucus, which I know you're so excited to do, (laughs) okay? Wait for it to look like it's more watery and more slippery, and that's when you try to conceive that's when you actively say like, okay, we're going to, we're going to dance tonight. And like, also y'all make sure you're enjoying it. Cause I've noticed that a lot of people tell me like, I've been trying for so long and I'm like, well, do you enjoy having sex with your husband? Like, are you enjoying that process? Because if you're not, you're applying stress to the body and then the body's not in a state to actually want to conceive in the first place. Mm -hmm. And If I'm saying that and it offended you, please know I'm very sorry that was not the intention. But like I said earlier, I'm very direct. Um, So I think actually bringing that intimacy and that pleasure and that joy back to the act of having sex so that you can ultimately try to conceive is really important as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you want
1: to know what superfoods to take, I can tell you that too. Oh, Oh yes, let's okay. go. Let's all go right. there. Let's dive. Okay. Let's give all the info. <laughs> so, since we're talking about this, um, I think the best thing that everyone should be taking is something called maca. It's an adaptogen, but what it's known is to boost not only strength, endurance, but also your libido. And so, always say about one tablespoon to a smoothie and go live your best life, honey. <laughs> Both you and your partner, okay? Both you and the hubs, okay? That's what we do. But for women, I also recommend, excuse me, that you take something called Shatavri, which is also known to help boost the overall fertility process for women. So that um, recommendation, I'm like, uh, this one's kind of hard because it really depends on the state of your overall hormonal health in general. But maca, generally one tablespoon does the trick. If you're like uh, if you've been trying to conceive for, like, six or more months, please just personally DM me and, like, give me some background to, to what's going on with you. And I'll, like, tell you, like, this will be more useful. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm creating a mess for myself. But the day this goes live, I'm going to be <laughs> diligent about those DMs. Yes, girl. Well, it's just because, like, certain superfoods, you can't just openly say, like, take this without knowing what other people are taking, right? Whereas Mm -hmm. with MAGA, it's an adaptogen. It's really safe. And it's like, yeah, you can take this in combination with whatever else you're doing. And I feel good. Shatavri, I know it helps to boost the libido. I know it helps to support fertility. But I also know that if you are somebody who might be taking a specific medication, it could negatively interact with it. And so I don't want to say everyone... Think yeah, <laughs> Maka, go ahead. Do it like you're there. Like, go with your best <laughs> life, sweetie. But Chitavri, I'm like, eh. hit or miss.
0: Okay. Oh, I love this. This is so fun. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I feel like there's so much we could still cover and still talk about. But for, let's go back to kind of the women who are trying to prevent conception at this stage and are hearing about FAM for the first time, or, you know, maybe have heard about it and are listening to this episode because they're like, I want more information. For that girl who is feeling just the pressure, whether to get off of hormonal birth control or are like, I really want to dive into fertility awareness method, whatever. What Mm -hmm. resources, recommendations, like working with you or books they should read or anything like that that you would say to that person of like, here's where you get started outside of this podcast.
1: All right, here's three things and I'll make it quick. First and foremost, start taking a prenatal. I know it sounds crazy. Why would I take a prenatal? So if you're transitioning, this is take your prenatal. It's gonna replenish the body. A hormonal birth control depletes the body of nine essential vitamins and minerals. And so that's why you need to be on a prenatal. Number two, take a probiotic. This is going to help aid your liver in its natural process of detoxification. So if you're on hormonal birth control, you're trying to transition off of it, support your body, get the prenatal, get the probiotic, get it together. Love you. (laughs) Third third thing you're going to do, okay, is get inside my course, transition your flow. I don't really like to say the word course, but it's really a masterclass in my opinion, but people call it a course. So whatever, however it floats your boat. Course our class. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, at this point, like we're doing modernized health class. That's what I do. So just get into it, sis. Like that's it. Love it. But the reason I recommend that is because I give you the background education on what happens with each type of hormonal birth control. I suggest how to actually support the body. And then from there, I teach you the fertility awareness method that I use, the symptothermal method. And there's diagrams to go with it. (laughs) So inevitably, it just sets you up for success. If you are somebody who is like, well, I'm not on hormonal birth control. I still want to learn the FAM method. You're more than welcome to Join Transition Your Flow, because I think the information will still support you, especially where we're talking about like your gut, your O access, which is your ovarian adrenal thyroid axis, your HPA axis, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. Don't worry, it gets really sexy in the course. It sounds worse right now, but like, <laughs> yeah, we, may, we make it look, good. listen, health class, but fun. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> you know, but it really does... It, I'm not going to lie. I do a phenomenal job. Like I I do a really good job of explaining how to practice like very thoroughly. Like it's complicated, but everyone who's taken it has been like, this was so thorough that like I could have actually done this without you teaching it and just read the directions because I'm not good at it. So like really just do it guys. Like, and I hate being that person, but like I know I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah. Also, the book Beyond the Pill is great if you're transitioning. Um, the Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa Hendrickson Jack. That's also really good, but it's really dense. So if you don't like science, don't try to read that book. <laughs> um, no, it, it cites over 1,000 research studies. Oh, that sounds like a book I would thrive off of. How have I not read that one yet? Uh, I'm trying to still thrive off of it. And I've <laughs> had the opportunity. You no, know, I got to interview her and I was just like sitting there, like, wow, it's like Mega Mind, but for periods. Like, this is, <laughs> this is awesome. But like, I was literally just like, how did I, like, what? How am okay. I, how am like, I alive on this interview? <laughs> because I sat there just like absorbing the knowledge and my, I think I have a podcast episode called Everything You Need to Know About Hormonal Birth Control. and on my own podcast and it was me interviewing her and like we just nerded out but like you could see that I was kind of like you right now just like absorbing the knowledge like like, wait tell me more I'm like wait what like I had so many questions and I was still pretty new at teaching all of this too so I was like oh my god I did it wrong I love it. it I did it but like it felt like I was doing it wrong so I hope that answers the question I love it it's called the fifth vital sign I just put it on my book list yeah. Okay. <laughs> when I tell you this is dense, like, meh, I pull it out. Actually, I, when I'm dealing with like a one-on-one client who's really, really struggling, I actually pull it out almost like a textbook to reference. Cool. And like, I'm not the textbook kind of person.
0: Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll thrive off of it. Maybe I'll hate it because I, I don't love school, and but I love learning.
1: So we'll see. You might love this. You might hate this. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't it's either you love it or you hate it, and that's it.
0: Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could sit here talking to you forever, but I love that you just broke down so much about hormonal birth control, what that is, what that's actually doing to our bodies, why it might not be the best thing for our bodies, what the other options are, you know, like all of it, how to. Be aware of what's going on in your body. I feel like you just broke everything down so well, Barry. Is there any one thing, because we covered so much, is there any one thing that you want to make sure every woman listening to this right now knows today while listening to this episode?
1: Ooh, I have something that I need to say, but I feel like it might be problematic. But oh, I think- let's just go for it. <laughs> so, okay. You know when people say, your body, your choice when it comes to basically um, a specific topic, right? Yes. Yes. I want you to remember to keep that same energy when it comes to your menstrual cycle in any decisions you are making with your body. Mm. Uh, I I find that a lot of times they only want to use it... um, for a specific topic that I'm, I'm sure you guys can call it, kind of understand where I'm going with that, mm-hmm. and I, I noticed that that doesn't apply to anything related to your overall health and your freedoms and liberties when it comes to your body. Yeah. So I want you to remember that this is your choice, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever it is you're doing when it comes to your cycle or your overall health. Like you really are the one that makes that call
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and any decision you make make it in an educated and empowered way like I I think that just needs to be said and I hope you all take that with the love that I'm really trying to deliver it with um, because I think that that needs to be said in this this day and
0: age yes oh amen that actually I don't know if I need to like share this story but I'm just going to I was talking with a couple of friends recently like within the past couple of weeks and both of them said yes I I have PCOS Mm -hmm. and we're talking about it and both of them said that when they were diagnosed and like you know Discovered with their OBGYN, their OBGYN one specifically, a woman, told my friend, "Yeah, you like literally all at once. Okay, so you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, and you probably won't be able to ever have kids. So we're just going to go ahead and put you on the pill." And my friend's like, my friend was like, "What?" And that was just like, while you're saying this, like your body, your choice, like, you know, just because an OBGYN might be like, oh, okay. Yeah. You have, you know, irregular periods or you have endometriosis or you have PCOS or whatever. Let's put you on the pill. Like, please ladies follow Barry, listen to Barry, like understand, explore, get answers. I can hear you Barry just like gasping behind
1: your mind. <laughs> Uh, I'm really trying to like hold my composure, but like that's why I do the work that I do because it's so often that people are gaslighted and disempowered when it comes to something such as this. And I'm like, hold up, where is the sovereignty and autonomy to make your own decision? Mm -hmm. Like, this is why I always say like, I don't even try to be problematic. I just have questions that people need to answer. Yeah. Because like somebody's got to say it. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to ask the questions. And I volunteer as tribute. Like yes. I, that's <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like, you know, I don't mind because it's like for me, my intention is to make sure that every decision that you make as a modern woman is educated and empowered. And that you're equipped to not only heal but help yourself. So whichever way you're doing that, you do it. You go, Glenn. (laughs) Coco, but make sure you have the facts too. Like I want you to win, but like make sure you're doing it in like a very aware way. Like you know, do some
0: research, ask some questions. And I mean,
1: if you're listening to this
0: episode, you're asking questions. You're curious. Mm -hmm. You're you're listening. You're wanting to learn, and that is everything. And I mean, I'm still deeply in the process of trying to learn and make sure, you know, I'm doing everything I can to support my hormones and my fertility and all of it. So we're all in this together and it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: <laughs> I love it. I, I just lobbed that one at you.
0: <laughs> uh, I love it. Barry, thank you so much for being here today again and I'm dropping so much information. I just love these conversations with you. I feel like I could talk with you about all things hormones and birth control and female reproductive <laughs> fertility, all the things all day long. So thank you for coming on again and sharing your expertise. For anyone who is now like, oh my gosh, this Berry girl, I love her. I need to be best friends with her. Where can they find you, connect with you,
1: learn with you, all of the good stuff? First and foremost, thank you for having me. Like, it's an honor to be like a two-time <laughs> guest. Let me just say, like, I feel, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a big deal, but like, <laughs> mm, kind of a big deal. Because um, like, I'm feeling uh, like it today. I mean, I'm feeling myself a little bit. But, uh, you know, if you want to just kind of get in my energy and get to know me more, come hang out on Instagram, at Barry on Barry. If you're like, listen, Your personality was okay, but I prefer your knowledge and your information. Um, Go to my other Instagram, my company Instagram, at Optimize Your Flow. That's really where the resources. is a lot less of my personality and a lot more of just like information. You can find that. um, If you like, you know, uncomfortable conversations, problematic things, um, real truth, you can come hang out with me on my podcast, Flow with Barry on Barry. It's definitely an array of things to discuss. And I'm a lot less politically correct over there too. Um, so you, like, yes. I, I don't, I'm, I'm just who I am on my own podcast and I don't try to be too professional, just real. And then if you want to work with me, go to optimizeyourflow.com and flow is spelled F-L-O. There's no W for the record.com um, and you will be able to find my programs and my courses and then one-on-one support, whether it's coaching or practitioner support over there.
0: amazing. Barry, you are a queen. You dropped so much information today. This has been so fun. Thank you just for being here, for being a friend, for being a podcast guest twice over now. This has been just a joy. Thank you.